the Blackout Podcast. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for coming on podcast today. Do people listen to podcasts? Yeah, I actually. You know what they do? Funny enough, because you know what? When I, I I was thinking of uh, for that's a great one. I was I was thinking of it. Is when anyone did... gonna listen to this? I think it's gonna get two listens, and I think both of them are gonna be my dad. And uh, no, I don't think so. Well, I'm flattered that you asked me. And I'm flattered that you think that people want to listen to me at all. They do. I mean, like, the fee- okay, here's the thing. But you remember when you asked me about your podcast, I was really sassy. I said, <laughs> let me hear the audio quality. Because everybody has a podcast now. And everyone's like, I have a podcast too. Here's a link to my podcast. And I'm like, it sounds like it's recorded on someone's iPhone, in their basement, and it's terrible. And I was like... Um... And I was like, I'm going to have to listen to a ver- uh, an episode before I say yes to you. Yeah, no, I know. I, You know what? I, I understand that. Because here's the thing. When you put your name on something, it kind of... Especially these days, once your name is on something, it stays forever. Yeah. It stays forever, especially once it gets online, it's there. Yeah. And you you want to, when you put your name on something, you want it to at least be of a certain quality. So once you ask for that, I had to, you know, I had to do that because it's like, oh, so if the quality is good enough, you come. Hello. Okay, fine. Get, you well, know. turns out you had a great Quality. Yeah, 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 great quality. I didn't know you had these. I didn't know you had such a professional setup. Yeah, yeah. I work with the soundboards. Um, we're friends. Um, <laughs> they've worked on pretty much all my films. Actually, come to think of it, oh. yeah. So, um, don't I, worry. We're not. You're gonna cut that out. So you, guys, <laughs> you guys are not gonna get an ad in there. If that's what <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I, I, I remember when I, I reached out to so soundboards is Sheldon and Burton. I reached out to Sheldon. I was like, oh, so by the way, I want to make a podcast. And this is what I was like. Um, I don't know, cause then actually. When we started, his his cat was sick, dying, and he wasn't sure. I was like, you know what? Let me just do it. And then we did the first one, and it was great. And you know, I was like, I'm just gonna do it for as long as possible because it's gonna be summer soon, and they're gonna be busy. So, so how often are you releasing episodes? So I'm trying to make it one a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it just makes sense. So you get a week to fill the person out, and you can always go back to listen to them if you, you know, it's it's like, and I'm I'm never gonna tell the people that come into the podcast how many listens they have. I'm just not. Um, but That's a I, good idea. Yeah, is you know, because it's just not fair. No, <clears throat> <That's, okay. laughs> some people are gonna get more listens than others, and um, like I'm gonna get like way more listens. Yeah, than, for like sh- any of your other guests. <clears throat> I mean, you get more. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I think this is gonna get two streams. Both my dad and he's probably not gonna finish the whole episode. <laughs> well, um, I know that I have at least two or three people that will listen, and then so plus your dad adds <laughs> okay. five. So if All we right, get six, we are, we are doing great. Um, okay. And it's great how you just done that on me. So now I lost my train of thought. So I know. I'm just who's go interviewing to- who here? <laughs> we're, just having, we're just having a conversation though <laughs> exactly. um so here's the thing ah i know what i checked out your website and it just says uh oh this is the end my friend until we meet again for super for the super fantastic that's what i'm talking about oh the super fantastic yeah literally that's all was on the page and i'm like it's time for you guys to do that thing uh, you said you were gonna do yes I'd love to do a reunion show. Um, there's a video where he flies to the moon. Do you know that one? <laughs> yeah. 
I made that video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that video is of a lot of work. Yeah, that was stop motion animation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only kind of animating I do is really choppy stop motion stuff where I like cut out stuff from you know cardboard cutouts or something, and I would actually just move it around by hand and take a photo and move it again and take a photo. It's a lot yeah. of work. It's a lot of work. Like you put in all. So I'm lazy because like <laughs> if I put in ten hours of work. Whatever the output has must look like, oh, I put in 10 hours there. Okay, great. You know, so if I shoot a film for two, three days and I get five minutes of really good looking stuff, I'm good. Mm -hmm. But like your stop motion thing, that's like weeks. Weeks, yeah. And then you get like two minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. I mean, it would be like three seconds or something of the video would take several days to shoot. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. Um, But um, yeah, actually, I have a question though. I was wondering how you got him, Matt. Yeah. Because he was he was actually kind of animated too. Oh yeah, so I just took photos of him. Oh, because I had storyboarded. I I knew exactly what every shot of the video was going to be. Ah. So I got him like in my living room. I'm like, okay, now put your arm up. You know, I'd take a photo. Put your other arm up or whatever. And then I knew that that's what I, I had to get him to to look like to climb or to swim or to yeah, jump. Yeah. So I took all those photos, printed I them were on mommied. paper, and then cut them out from paper. Because that's important to me to have everything actually hand printed and cut out. Talking on paper, there's a thing you did with the yellow cutout for like, like it was like, it was like an, a transition, but it was also like clouds. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Like yellow, like it was like lightning. Yeah. Uh, and then it became a transition. I was like, oh, that was really smart. Yeah. Editing that was really fun. <laughs> we're talking about, we're talking about the Super Fantastics video. Push you away is the yeah, name of the video. Yeah, the song. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Um, and how did you get your cut to go to the Viewmaster? Like, how did I get? Oh, oh, my cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, my dead cat. He's not. He wasn't dead in the video. He's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> Fruit Jack, Fruit Jack Clattenburg. He's uh, he has his own Twitter page. Still, oh. he still tweets as a ghost. It's really weird. He's, oh, he's a weird cat. Okay. Um, he, I, I just. A lot of tries. I just had to set the camera up and try to get him to jump up on the counter. I just had to do it over and over again. Eventually, he he jumped up on the counter. He wasn't a very good acting cat. He did a good He was kind of famous when he he was in the coast for the Pets Guide. He was on the cover of a Mike O'Neill record. Mm. Um, And he was in that Super Fantastics music video. And Super Fantastics, what was that name about, though? The name, yeah, um, that's a that's it's such a boring question. Where did you get the name for your band? It's such a boring question. Yeah, I know, but like, no, I don't know where it got. It's I think we just came up with it. It was just I don't know, and it was also like more than ten years ago. Mm. If you go back and play any super fantastic anything, there's no difference between you now and you then, like. Look wise. Oh well, now that we're getting into compliments, <laughs> no, no, no. Please continue. That, that's why I was asking. I take back what I said about your question. <laughs> no, because I I looked at it. Um, there's a you you guys had like a tour thing when you're in England and stuff. Yeah, and I'm guessing you shot most of that. Yeah, yeah. I took a took a long time. And then so this person enters the frame because it was mostly Matt that was doing the talking. And yeah, then you enter the frame it. like wait. You and there's no different, just longer hair, like your hair was longer. That's it. That, to, well, that's, that's it. 10 years ago, so thank you. <laughs> I spend a lot of money and I put a lot of time and effort into like 
moisturizing my face. <laughs> so if there are any products out there aimed towards women in their 30s that are trying to look like they're still in their 20s, <laughs> I've definitely purchased that product. So uh, what are some of those products? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, like like placenta juice, you know. But, um, like so dead you know, animal. There's a one. Blood. There's a one where uh it's like a mask. <laughs> it's like a mask thing. Like so you know, you know how your eyes are You didn't see ever beat with placenta juice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're like, I don't know, maybe she And um, animal blood. But but yeah, do you do you use one of those mask things? I think they look silly, man. Oh yeah. Oh, oh those are the face masks? Yeah. Oh, they're really popular. They're really popular but, right now. Okay, I guess It'd be wrong to ask, do they work? If I still think you look like you look like ten years ago, so yeah. thank you. <laughs> What's like making film here? Because you know you've made a few films here in Halifax. What is it like making films in Halifax? I feel like what was one of the things that I wanted to talk about? I feel like talking about make getting films made in Nova Scotia and making films in Nova Scotia hmm. has been talked about to death mm-hmm. like we we you know a lot of people complain about the tax credit being cut or you know how we should get more funding and then mm-hmm. some people will say but you know we're really appreciative because this province is really um um supportive for filmmakers but instead of getting into that yeah. i would be more interested in talking about what happens after a film is made here mm-hmm. because and this is going to sound sassy it's I'll probably you, so later funny. on be like, can you cut that part out where I said where I was being really a big bitch? Because I really love it in Nova Scotia. I'm from here and I love making films here and I hope to make films here forever. Mm-hmm. The problem is people here are too nice. And I love that I live in a province where everybody's really nice. But when you make mediocre work and everybody tells you your work is great, how do you know that your work's mediocre? Yeah. You're never going to know because everyone's going to be nice. Right? Like everyone's your friend and everyone wants to work with you because everyone wants a job. Not that you're amazing. So I struggle with that a lot. I think about I am the only one who can tell me, tell myself when my work is good or not good because so, no one else will do it. So you, you don't have any issues saying, okay, I made that film, but it's shit. I don't think I've made a good film yet. <laughs> okay. And that said, I appreciate every single opportunity I've ever had. Mm -hmm. So people have, you know, taken a chance on me or or offered me jobs or that I would go to them and looking for jobs. They give me a chance and they let me work on their production. I appreciate all of that because Mm -hmm. I can't make a good film until I've just made a bunch of films. Like, I don't think anybody, I don't care how, how talented you are, jumps into this industry and says, okay, cool. I just made my first film. It's, you know, fucking brilliant. You know, let's go. Let's go to Sundance or whatever. It's just like that happens so rarely. And Mm -hmm. I think when it does happen, it has less to do with skill and a lot to do with luck and timing. Yeah. Timing, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever's trendy. You know, whatever people are. Yeah. Are the. the, the, It's in the zeitgeist. zeitgeist. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Of like what people are looking for. And not to diminish anyone who has had like kind of that overnight success idea but um because i think some of it has to do with talent but i think very little of that has to do with talent yeah so yeah so i guess what i'm saying is 
In order for any of us to make good work, whether you're a songwriter or a writer or a painter or a filmmaker, you're just going to have to do a lot of work to develop the skill you need to be a good artist. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I appreciate every opportunity I've had to be a writer or a director. But I don't look at any of my work and think, this is fucking amazing. Like, I've never looked at any of my work and thought that. And um, so, like, I guess, I, I mean, I struggle from that, too, because I love writing. And I have people in the city I send things out to. And, I mean, maybe the two or three that will tell me, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, let's change that. Or, you know, and all I get is, oh, my shit, you know, man. I think I have decent when it comes to writing. I think I have decent stories. But, you know, I struggle when I write something that I personally know is shit. And I specifically write it to be shitty. And then I send it to someone. And then we're like, oh, my God, I don't know what. I mean, I understand at the end of the day, it's always subjective. Like, <clears throat> yeah, subjective. But seriously. <laughs> So do you mean you'll write something and you actually think it's bad and then you'll get notes back saying it's great? Yep. Well, then you know that the, you don't send those people notes. You're scripted anymore. Like you know, okay, well, it's cool. Like, thank you for that compliment, but we have different taste. Yeah, I guess. Like, they have different taste. Maybe, they, maybe they're lying to you, but or maybe they really did like that work. And that's, but their taste is different. Yeah, I, I, you know, I struggle with that a lot. Um, yeah, I do too. I think that's a really good thing for us to struggle with, though. <laughs> Because I, again, I'm going to go back to sounding bitchy about about this province or the East Coast or Canada in general, actually, if we're talking about that, is that we're so nice Yeah. that if you make something that's just, no, if you just make something, mm. we're so excited. And I mean, I agree with that. I think if if anyone gets out there and makes a film, like, you know, writing, uh, putting together a crew storyboarding, yep. making a schedule, shooting, casting actors. Like, this is all annoying, hard work. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not usually very re rewarding. It's like a thankless gig. You and definitely don't make money off it, for, yeah. at least for a very long time, <laughs> until you maybe get successful enough to start getting paid. Yeah. But, like, if you go to the trouble, if anyone goes to the trouble, mm. I, like, applaud you. I'm like, Good job, because that's not easy to do. No, your movie sucks, but that's okay. I mean, you did the hard part. You did it. Yeah. You know how many people sit around talking about doing shit? I'm gonna, yeah. 99% of the people talk around, talk, sit around and say, I'm pretty sure I could make a movie. It, it'd probably be a pretty good movie, too. I mean, I, I have a good taste in movies, and I watch a lot of movies, so I'm pretty sure I could write a really good script. I'm like, cool, do it. I don't got time. You know, like, that's 99% of the world. They, they, they talk about how, oh, this song, this band, why do they just keep putting out garbage? I could write a song better than that. <laughs> okay, do it. No, I gotta, I gotta go, you know, I got a nine to five job at the bank. I don't have, I have kids. I don't have time that. I could though. I could make a, you know, my, my point is like getting out and doing it is the hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. Anyone can talk about making a movie. Yeah. So... When I see anybody in Halifax make a movie, I'm like, good, awesome, thank you. We need your voice. We need your perspective. Um, it sucks, and you're going to have to make 20 more before it gets good, as we all do. But that shouldn't discourage people. And I think it does. I think a lot of people make shitty work. Mm. 
um, and they have good taste. Like, for me, I have good taste in films, and I make shitty work, and then I want it to be good, and then a lot of people get discouraged and they go, oh, I guess I'm not good. I quit. Do you think there there's a number of, I guess, films or products you get get to make before you get to that level where like mm, i'm here or oh that's a good question yeah uh i don't know i, I mean i think that's very in- individual i think that's different for everybody for sure i mean i think some people really r- really have talent for storytelling mm. really a really talented actor you know they they really just get it on day one not to say they don't have to put any effort in mm. of course they do but mm. some people you know, have to put 10,000 hours of filmmaking before they make something even close to good. Some people put 20 hours in filmmaking and they make a pretty good film. Like, it really depends. But I, I just, I don't think if you, like, I think I am probably a mediocre as far as my talent goes. Mm. But like, the fact that I'm, I want to keep making more. And every time I get another job or get the opportunity to direct something or write something mm-hmm. i am getting better um uh, yeah yeah talking of that you actually mentioned that to us why do you think um i mean we do get to make films here but it's, it's like most of the actors in halifax nova scotia they keep moving to toronto or like is it because there are yeah. more jobs there or wouldn't i think okay personally this is like i'd rather be a big fish in a small pond than a fish in a huge pond you would rather be yeah i mean i guess if i was really super good i'd rather be here and be good enough that people take me to toronto to do a job Mm -hmm. than go to toronto to look for a job and just you know try to go to auditions and stuff i'd rather be here and make good stuff that they actually come to look for me yeah that's that's my approach too actually that is my approach, too. And I, I don't think that's everyone's approach. And I don't know what the better approach is. I'm mm. definitely not giving advice on that. But my approach is to stay here, to develop my craft here in this wonderful province. And I might stay here forever. I don't know. Mm. Um, and then, like you said, big fish, small pond. It's, it's a small enough city in Halifax that people will come out to see you. People, oh, people recognize your name because they saw a film that you did. And Toronto, New York, L.A., like Vancouver. There's so many people. Mm. And there's so many more talented people that, like, you're just going to be eclipsed. Probably, <laughs> right? Like, but that said, mm-hmm. you can't grow unless you leave your comfort zone. She- <clears throat> so I think I think there's probably a, a, a point in, my, in... There will probably become a point in my career where I say, okay, I've gotten everything maybe that I can out of this province. Maybe I should look at working in other places. Now, I always want Nova Scotia to be my home, and I want to keep working here, but maybe leaving for a year to do a film and coming back or something like that. But see what you said, you're leaving to make a film. You're not leaving to go and look for a film to make, right? That's my thing. See, if... I move from a place to go. I know I'm going there to actually make a film. Like, that's what I'm going there for. I'll make the film six months, a year. We're good. But I'm not going there to go and start, I don't know, hustling, I guess is my thing. Yeah. Like, going out there to... So, so like, say so I was an actor, I'm not going out there to 
Or maybe I'm just not brave enough. <laughs> I was just I was just waiting for you to finish your thought because I was going to say, but do you think the people that do just pack up and go? Yeah. And just do the auditions. Yeah. And they, I know. you know, I know. they work as a server in the restaurant and at night they're in the theater, whatever. Do you think they maybe are just more brave than we That's are? That's what I'm saying. Or yeah, maybe they maybe just I'm... believe in themselves more. Ah, fuck, man. See, this is the thing. You know, Sometimes I think that's what I was asking you. Like, do you actually know when? Oh, okay, this is shit. Some people are, don't have that thing. Yeah, a lot of people. Don't. <laughs> like you, you know, and it's it's kind of difficult when you know someone doesn't have it, and you you don't want to say, okay, that was shit, but you kind of look for a really nice way to say it was shit. And like when you're giving notes on someone else. <laughs> what? I don't. Thankfully, nobody says really? anything to give me notes because yeah. I think I'd be the shittiest no giver in the world. Like, I'd either say no or let's ch- like I'll say change this, change this, change I'm this. I'm not good at giving notes. <laughs> what would you say? What would I say to what? Like, if I sent you a shitty no um script, if you sent me a shitty script, mm. I'm I'm not good at note giving. I I just don't know what to say. I think that's that is a a skill. I think that's an art form of of its own that's mm. kind of uh underappreciated is when people can really give good notes. And I've had professional script readers give me notes. I've never had notes so good. Like f- not from here. People from <laughs> people from other places in the country yeah. that are professionals. Yeah, yeah. And they have no ties to me. They're not friends with my friend or mm. you know, like in this province is so tiny. Yeah, it's super small. They just read the script by some girl they've never heard of mm. and they and and I got notes. This was through um through telefilm. I can, I can say that. That's fine. I think that's fine. Um the best notes I've ever had. Mm. Cuz so, they weren't they weren't afraid to tell me they're like, I don't understand this part of your story. This part of your story is weak, and it really needs work. I'm like, thank you. It, you're right. Do you feel that people struggle to give notes because they feel like if I say something, they'll get you get hurt? Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's because we're conditioned here to be so nice. But, like, also, I mean, don't I expect that I, I am... That I understand the difference between me and my work? Because my work... You do. And I do, but I don't think a lot of people know. Like, I don't think people assume that we have thick skin. Mm. People are erring on the side of like, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Maybe their feelings would be hurt. But maybe they don't know. Oh, Steph can really take a harsh note. Because I don't... I am not going to cry if you tell me my story sucks. Yeah. That I mean, does not define me as a person. And like I said earlier, I know my work's not good yet. I know it can get better. If you don't tell me what's, what's confusing or what's weak mm. about this story, I cannot make the script better. Therefore, I, can, I will never be able to get to the point where I'm making what I consider to be really good films. So I welcome that. And it sounds like you do too. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of people do. Right. How are you going to get better, though, if, like, you don't take those harsh things? Like, if someone doesn't say, you know, give me the hardcore note, right? If someone doesn't give me an intense note, like, if they don't tell me, okay, this person said this thing that time, but now they are doing this thing, 
the character like it doesn't suit this character this is not who this person has been before like it makes me sometimes when people just say oh yeah that was a good script i'm like did you even read it i i feel that way sometimes like you feel like they didn't read it yeah. they're just saying and that might be because you know what's an, another annoying thing is someone asking you to read their script your their script <laughs> When someone's like, can you take your, the time out of your day to read my script? I'm like, no. Because <laughs> you're busy. I have shit to do. I don't want to read your script. Like, unless you're a good friend of mine. Yeah. And, like, we kind of do that. I have a couple of friends who are all in the film industry. And, like, mm. I will always read their scripts. They will read mine. We mm. give notes. That's what we do. And I love that. But I don't, you know. So when those people are writing you back and going, yeah, it's great. That's probably their way, their nice way of saying, like, I don't want to. Don't fucking send me Don't send anything. me your script. You know. I feel bad sending people. I feel bad asking anyone to give me notes. No, why though? Unless they're paid professionals, because uh, some people do get paid for this, yeah, and yeah, you know it's yeah. really nice actually to offer somebody a payment for that. But I don't want to just send my because I'm not. See, I don't think people give a shit. Okay, um, so <clears throat> you were saying people don't give a shit. I think people assume that other people care about their shit yeah we don't care about your shit yeah none of us do like everybody this goes across everybody in in the world in life not just in film and filmmakers but if you have artists there's a lot of ego sometimes right so maybe you see it heightened but because you think and breathe and eat and dream about your script and how you want to make this movie someday you think other people will also care about that. Yeah. Like, people don't. They're working on their own scripts. You know, they're dealing with, like, their mother who's sick. They are they have kids to take care of. Whatever they're dealing with, very, a uh, very small amount of their energy and time yeah. is going to be spent thinking about your success or your failure or your whatever it is. And I think it's, I think more people <clears throat> should realize that we, we aren't important and we're not special. And none of us are. And... When people walk around with this idea like, oh, but I'm talented, people people want to read my scripts, they would be lucky to read my script and give me a note. <laughs> They'll be in my thank yous. This is probably going to this is probably going to play at Sundance and Ken, or Ken and they're going to be in my thank yous. Like you'd be lucky to read my script. Get over yourself because no one gives a shit. Yeah. You know, and it's like if you. I talk about that a lot like just with my peers and my friends Mm -hmm. and a lot of people will react and say you really think you're not important and people don't care about you and i'm like yes but that's not sad you know people will go oh but i care about you sweetie you know and they're trying to make me feel better and i said no 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 no. i'm not saying this in a bad way i'm not saying this in a bad way i'm saying this like uh, isn't that freeing? Yeah, I know, right? Because it's like the moment you decide, oh, I don't have to wait to hear what this person is going to say because, you know, they are busy doing X, Y, Z. Then you actually take time to pay attention to your shit. Yeah. Yeah. And also just the idea that nobody is really sitting around thinking about you is so freeing. Like, I, I, I'm not afraid of decisions like a lot of people are like, ooh, you sure you're gonna, gonna sure you're gonna post that status, or are you sure you're gonna write that scene into that movie? Oh yikes! What are people gonna say? I don't give a, give a fuck what people say. If I care what people had said, what boring art I would be making? <laughs> you know, I would be making all this 
scared. Like, I just don't think anything amazing has ever come out of people trying not to offend anyone. Yeah. How boring. What a world we would be in. I think people should be offending people, honestly. Like, because if you say something that's offensive, not not purposely to hurt mm. anyone's feelings, but if you if you express yourself and that expression has offended someone, mm. then a discussion can be had. So right, then you of, can learn, and then they can learn, and then growth can happen. Yeah, talking of that, I'm just gonna go back to this whole uh, Oscar thing with Kevin Hart and and thing. Oh, yeah. Do you think like when someone? So I said something five years like five years ago. It was I thought it was funny, but I didn't know better. Oh, is this you in real life or are you no, doing Kevin me. Hart now? <laughs> no, me. I don't, I don't. You're just like, giving an example yeah, of somebody. Yeah, just an example. Okay. Like, okay, let's actually, with the Kevin Hart thing, I think he made a comment about um, gay people. I really don't know what the comment was. But yeah. That was, was like. about his son. If his, son's, if his son ever plays with a doll, I'll slap, him, slap the doll out of his hand because I don't want him to be gay. Okay, well, I'm paraphrasing, shit. but that was the idea of the tweet. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's what he said. But then he's like, he's apologized for that. Do mm-hmm. you think... Like, it's it's almost like these days you kind of apologize for whatever you did. It just sticks mm-hmm. to you. Like, you did it, even if you were sorry or not sorry, even if you said it, not said it, that's who you are known for. And it, like, I mean, it costs some people their jobs. Like, in, in his case, I guess in his case, it stepped down, but yeah. Yeah, but it certainly, like, tarnished his reputation. What's the question? Do I think that people apo- should apologize? Is that no, what the question not, is? Like, as in how long do you think when you've apologized? Like, oh. Like, once yeah, like, you've apologized, how long should it take to be forgiven, I guess? Or brought back into the fall? Or you can get back question. your job? Like, um... I think... Yeah? I, I do feel strongly about this. I'm just trying to think about how I'm going to word it in a situation where the public are going to hear <laughs> what I'm saying. Wouldn't that be ironic if I said something now that got f- uh, me fired? <laughs> and then I'm like, that thing I said on the podcast about Kevin Hart got me fired. Then I'll be hosting the Oscars. No. Okay. Um, I think right now we live in a climate where people are, are hypersensitive. I'm not going to use the word oversensitive because that's thrown around a lot. Hmm. But but because I think sometimes it's uh, it's called it's not called for it's if you feel offended by something that's not right or wrong that's mm-hmm. just you you are you can't deny someone's feelings mm-hmm. right but we live in a society right now where we are not giving people a chance to learn from their mistakes or to grow from their mistakes i think a lot of a lot of people are saying you did this one thing this was really shitty fuck you we're not going to give you a chance. And I think that's wrong. I think with the, with the you know, Me Too, Time's Up stuff, I think, um, I think the pendulum is swinging. And it was, it was on one side for a very long time. And that side being women are not listened to, women are not believed when they speak up about harassment or sexual assault. Uh, men have all the control in every mm. situation. That was the side for a very long time. Mm. And then it kind of started to change in the last few years where people uh, are like, you know what, let's fucking, let's believe women. You know, let's actually bring these, these, you know, uh, these like predators to to court and let's charge people and let's, you know, try to actually have them pay for what they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's good. I think that's really good. I'm glad that 
we're uh, moving in that direction. Uh, and there's still work to do, of course. Not, like the society is never going to be perfect. perfect. Uh, people get away f- still with doing shitty things. But um, I wonder, and I'm not saying this is the case, I question and wonder if the pendulum will swing too far to the other side where every single thing that anyone has ever done, even remotely shitty, is just you're just going to be painted with the same brush. Like, I don't think Harvey Weinstein and Louis C.K. should be in the same category. Mm. Like, I don't think Aziz Ansari and Bill Cosby did the same thing, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah. And I think a lot of people are just like, they're all in one pot. They're all lumped into the same pile, and none of them should ever work again, and they're all horrible, and they're going to hell. So here's uh, how, what's the, co- how do you, how do you cause correct that? <sighs> I don't, I think discussions. We I don't think talk these we days. have to talk. Yeah, we don't talk. And I think people are afraid to talk. Yeah. Because what if you miss, misspeak? What if you say something that does offend someone? You surely will. <laughs> people are fucking offended by everything right yeah. now. So, like, someone is going to be offended mm-hmm. uh, by everything you say. So people go, mm, 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 I don't want to talk. I would rather just be quiet on this because I don't want to get myself in trouble. Mm. Because I don't want to get myself in trouble. Look at the, all these examples of... How these people have gotten in trouble, not even for doing stuff, Just. but for say, giving their opinion on uh, things that have happened to other people. They are now not getting work. Mm. Um, and I think that is really wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like <clears throat> it's it's almost like. I don't think anyone is always good all the time. Right. I mean, no, of course not. No. Things. We've all done and said shitty things. Exactly. And the people out there saying, oh, well, you can find whatever you want about me because I've never done a thing uh, that was remotely sexist once. Like, no. No, that I don't believe you. Yeah. You know, but I mean, there is something to learn here. I don't think everybody should be going around tweeting every single thing that comes <laughs> into your head. Like, I'm careful. I remember, I mean, I was old enough when social media became a thing that I wasn't like a stupid idiot. You know, but some people, you know, 15 years old or something, you know, they're writing their status on Facebook and, yeah, fuck, I hate my job or whatever. And you're like, your boss is friends with you on Facebook. Like, it's just so stupid. Yeah. So, uh, like, part of that is, some of that is on them. Like, some of that is on Kevin Hart. Some of that is on whoever else. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, you're not a, a child. You know, when you log on to Twitter and you tweet something, that's it there goes forever. to the whole world. So... <laughs> You do have to. I'm. I'm certainly not saying let's all just brush everything under the rug. Mm. People that are doing saying inappropriate stuff have to answer for it. Thanks for listening.